Nicole, I love that because I see like I know you you guys are actually good to you tried the co-packers cookies. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were okay. They're good, yes. but they're not like gonna blow your mind. You're probably no. not gonna reorder. Yeah. You know, you're probably like, this isn't mm, not the best thing I've ever had. And like that's not what I want. Like there's a ton of like average things out there. And you know, I was like, that's not why I started this. It's not like I believe in this product like so hold heart, wholeheartedly <laughs> that I had to go all the way around to realize like, no, just come back to cookies 1.0, which is, you know, has to be handmade, has to be special or no, nobody's, nobody's going to care. It's all going to be white noise, going to be worth nothing. And I've spent so much money and time coming like all the way back to where I started. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the good right news is you listen to the feedback loop. Like yeah. you, you recognized it you didn't get so far in that it would destroy your business. A lot of business owners get way too deep into it because they're just committed to doing it a certain way. And they don't recognize, I got to listen to the feedback here and go back to what was working. And you did that, which was obviously a good decision. All right, so we have Jessica, the founder of Mrs. Chips Cookies here with us. Hi, guys. Hi. (laughs) We're super stoked to have her on because she has built an awesome company. We're going to get into the details of that here shortly, talking about, you know, how she's built what she's built and just the business side of it. So anybody who's thinking about starting a business or who has one can just learn some cool lessons. But before we do that, we're going to do a little taste test of Mrs. Chip's cookies. Yes. <laughs> so we ordered, a, we ordered a box and we got the variety pack. It's one thing when you can eat a cookie and it tastes really good, but it also has to pass three other tests in order to be an exceptional cookie. So we have a little plate here. You can't see this, but we've got a plate of the chocolate chip cookies warmed up for 15 seconds because that's how they get nice and gooey and yummy. And we've got our palate cleansing crackers here so we can cleanse after each test. And we're going to test these cookies with a milk dunk. We're going to test it with a glass of cab staff. My favorite one. Which, funny enough, just before this, I was like, are we dunking our cookie in the wine? <laughs> like, no. Of course not. It's to taste. You I'm got like, it. oh. You got it. You got it. Take a bite of the cookie yeah. and take a sip of wine. Okay. And then we've got coffee, which is Nicole's favorite. Okay. So we're going to do the milk test first. Ooh, now, what makes a good milk dunk cookie oh my gosh. is if it absorbs just enough, but not too much milk, because it still has to maintain. I like falling milk. apart. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's got just enough salt. They're gooey. Well, they're just like perfect. How did you ship this to us picture perfect? <laughs> well, that's actually, I mean, it's, you know, talking about learning about business stuff, it's, you know, it's, it's been hard, especially right now with the heat wave in California. Um, but you know what? That's, it's a big part of it is the fidelity of the product when it arrives. Like, do people receive it? I'm, I'm honestly, it's like, it's doing so much for me watching you guys open, like break it open. It's like perfectly, oh you know. It's so really good. Um, it is so perfect. 
like the the doughiness and all that yeah it's like it is it's hard you want to make sure like everybody gets the real deal that you you know how long did it take you to perfect this this is for anybody listening like you need to understand like creating a product like this is challenging there it because it's one thing to make something great in your home completely different to be able to make it great and ship it to somebody and it still be good. Yeah. So like when you were doing that, like what, what, like how much trial and error, like what was, what, it, what was it like? Like from when you created the cookie, just the process of trying to make it good enough to ship, like what does it even look like? Uh, well, to be honest, um, like we started out in my kitchen and you know, it was like came the way it started was just, you know, my kids, I have two little girls or two, or I'm sorry, four and my little one was two when we started this and um, my oldest one is eight and a half now and everywhere we'd go, they want a cookie, you know, they want a treat. And a lot of times like the cookies are flat and dry, like pancakey and they're this big, they're huge, you know? And I was like, you know, I, I, I make an incredible cookie. I really love my, my product. Like I have to say, like, I still crave my own cookies, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like every time we're baking, I'm like, you know, sometimes I like just get a little nib because I'm like, I just need like a little bite. I can't, you know, go with this whole thing happening and not have just a touch. But it's like, it's funny because it really brings you back to like, I just really still love it. And that's, I believe in it. And, um, you know, like when I started it, it was, it was exactly what you're saying. It's like, you know, how do you deliver something like this in perfect, um, like to make sure that the person receiving it really gets the whole, you know, um, the whole idea behind it, like how has it come fresh and everything. So basically what we do is we had to experiment with, um, you bake, we bake them. Then, um, everything gets packed in a, like a single wrapper that's heat sealed by hand. Like everything's packed by hand. First of all, they're all handmade <laughs> rolled by hand. I don't know if I told you this Zach, but like we started out trying to do a co-packer, which is like kind of like a baker for hire. Yeah. And that was, that ended up being like a really bad decision, um, which we went through two different co-packers, spent a lot of time and money. And these people also, you know, they're investing in trying to make our product work with them as well. They want that account. And, um, you know, after all that learning, we, d we just found out, look, the product is not, some items cannot be made in a machine. They just cannot. And you lose like my cookie is, is very thick and like kind of doughy. So, um, very chewy. So it's like, mm. and I, I also want the chocolate on top. So when you put the salt on, it adheres to something. It can't just, you know, drop onto dough. Oh. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you put, get something, even scooping it with a ice cream scooper, which a lot of people do at home, like it doesn't ensure that you're going to get chips on top. So everything has to be balled by hand and chips on top. <laughs> that's commitment i think something you just said i mean the the fact that they're thick and like you warm it up and it feel, it's almost like it was made at home which any cookie right. you buy if you don't buy it fresh from a bakery yeah. it's flat it's crunchy and it's that's yeah. crazy so i mean that's that's insane. So, and in all honesty, I think we did have them when they were made from the co-packer, and they're right. like, did be different. These are different. They're different. Right? I love chocolate chip cookies. So <laughs> I'm like really, really loving these. Just 
Nicole, I love that because I see like, I know you, you guys are actually good to, you tried the co-packers cookies. Mm -hmm. They were okay. They're good, but they're not like going to blow your mind. You're probably not going to reorder. You know, you're probably like, this isn't mm, not the best thing I've ever had. And like, that's not what I want. Like there's a ton of like average things out there. And, you know, I was like, that's not why I started this. It's not like, I believe in this product, like so wholeheartedly. that I had to go all the way around to realize like, no, just come back to cookies 1.0, which is, you know, has to be handmade, has to be special or no, nobody's, nobody's going to care. It's all going to be white noise. going to be worth nothing. And I've spent so much money and time coming like all the way back to where I started. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, ugh, it's but the good really news, the good news is you listen to the feedback loop. Like yeah. you, you recognized it you didn't get so far in that it would destroy your business. A lot of business owners get way too deep into it because they're just committed to doing it a certain way. And they don't recognize, I got to listen to the feedback here and Mm -hmm. go back to what was working. And you did that, which was obviously a good decision. So what are, what are some of the things that you're recognizing now when you're kind of like making your own product do you, do you see, are you looking for ways that you can scale it out? Like what's your thought process there? So, you know, I mean, just in that same vein, it's like, you know, we, so I started out really small and I'm not kidding. Like, you know, it was me and my brother, we just baked everything ourselves. And I, I used to work in commercial real estate. So my first attempt at getting clients was like to go to all my real, my commercial real estate um, connections through LA and just start delivering cookies to offices. And that started taking off and then word of mouth. And then people were like, I want them from parties and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, okay, I'm getting busier. I'm getting busier. And then I was like, just what you're saying, you know, should I scale this? Should I? And that was, took me to that co-packer direction. And, um, you know, what, what I realized was we actually were even invited. We, we flew to Minneapolis to even like, you know, pitch our product to target and to, Gelson's and um, a lot of these bigger, like we were going to go that full, you know, wholesaling through market, like the grocery store type of um, direction. And, you know, what we realized was that we, this is not the same product, you know, it's totally a different thing. It was like, okay, we're going to have, basically they, they create like cookies into pucks, then they get baked, then they get um, put into wrappers, then they get frozen then they get, you know, shipped out like to distribution centers and they go to stores and they thaw on the back and then they're put out as fresh bakery items in the bakery. Um, it works for some products, but it doesn't work for this one. So, you know, we, we had to go all the way down that line and we were going to scale really big. And um, I just had to say like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to do it because it is completely against where I started. Yeah. <laughs> and I, my, the whole thing was to say like, this is so special and you can only have it here. So in a way it's sort of like the anti, like, and during COVID and things I've realized too, like people really, really, you know, for food, it's so simple. It's so simple. If like, I would, I'm like that too. Like if I really love something like sushi or barbecue or like, anything like food related, like I will pay so much more if it's special, you know, like, or delicious and for gifts and things like people want something special. So right now my jam is to just go right back. And I actually like, I'm kind of doing really well on the e-commerce and um, baking everything by hand, but I want to 
have a like a brick and mortar like retail space um, that you know services LA. Like we're in a city of ten million people, and I know that you know we would just crush it. So yes. I love that. <laughs> that's where the next step is for me. Good. You know, and I actually don't. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go into markets. I'm not going to do Target. I'm not going to do anything like that. Like I've realized that is not the way I go. So. Okay, so it's so interesting that you're saying that because that's kind of the opposite of how most business owners are thinking. But I like super respect that. That's crazy. So like oh, most right? people going into business, they're like, I'm going to go big. I'm going to get everywhere. Yes. But you're like, I'm going to maintain the integrity of this business and do what I love. And I think that kind of comes back to a good point. You know, when you're creating a business, when you're creating a product, it's important to enjoy what you do and to love what you're doing and to really believe in it and have a passion behind it. Well, it shows. Yeah. Any ones that become actually successful, it's like someone is really passionate about what they're doing yep. or their product. I look to like companies like, you know, it's a, it's a, like Wetzel's Pretzels is kind of like a good inspiration for us because they have a tiny little footprint, but every person who works at Wetzel's Pretzels has to go to like pretzel school, no joke. And Whoa. they actually, I mean, if you are at a mall or like somewhere where they sell the, you know, I'm sure, I don't know. I'm sure they have it in Tennessee, you know, um, but it's like, you know, they, they, you see a lady there hand throwing a pretzel the pretzel's seven dollars or whatever it is and you're happily gonna pay because your kids are like this is the best pretzel it's fresh and it's delicious and it's like you know it is really smart what they've done because it's it's a it's a t- like a it's served warm it's the like lemonades like fresh squeeze like you can taste the quality you know and yeah. it's a simple product um like i think my product is very simple too but it's like sort of an elevated take on an american classic like that isn't really done very well some like you'll go to a lot of places and i'm like shocked like i'm like cookies here are terrible (laughs) um you know it seems so easy it's it's a really slow slow build you know um it's not i i kind of like i think americans and we're taught to like you know, scale and scale and how can we get bigger? And I tried that. And you know what? I really learned that like you, you do, you lose the integrity and it hurts so bad when you're like your product. Like, so I told you Zach, like in the past, like I've gotten bad reviews and things and, Oh, I've never heard somebody say like that. My cookies were bad. And yeah. <laughs> like I want to cry. You know? I was like, no, like I've, I've gone the whole opposite direction. So, um, now I feel like totally 100% invested that, you know, my product is me and it's perfect and I really stand behind it. So, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we respect that. So it's so cool because you've chosen to not just build a business, but actually build a legacy. Yeah, that's true. And that can withstand time, which it has to, quality is the only thing that can withstand time. But we're going to move yeah. on to the next test here. <laughs> The wine test. Yes. We have a cab sav. Mm. And we've got our cookies. I'm going to give you the one that you took a bite out of. I'm going to finish mine with this wine. <laughs> so personally, I love chocolate chip cookies with a nice red. It's just the Me best. Too. That's my favorite. You don't sip so the wine first. I a quart of glass. <laughs> oh, I you got to take a bite of the cookie first. Wait, did you Google all this or how do you know all these things? <laughs> it's like... 
I'm actually just making it up as we go. I'm going to do a palate cleanser first. Huh? That's so crunchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah? What are the flavor profiles? Well, because there's not, like, there is that hint of, like, saltiness. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, overly sweet. It really goes well. And the chocolate. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't prefer- have a weird aftertaste. I've had cookies with wine that have, like, a weird kind of aftertaste to them, but this doesn't. I would definitely dunk this cookie in milk all day, every day. But it's mm. better with the wine. Um, I find it interesting that amidst all of the COVID craziness, you're still thinking about a retail, like a physical location yeah, store. That's I find different. that really interesting. What I know is that I went down the e-commerce route first, and we've been super successful there. Um, and I think that that is, I have a leg up on other companies that are only brick and mortar for that reason. So I kind of already have like in place a cash, like like a what do you call it a funnel for sales that's churning you know so that i'm like yay it works but what i can't do is like service and give somebody a hot fresh cookie that wants to just pick it up on the way to a party i don't have that like i i share space with another baker right now so um i don't have it's not a retail location and so i i can't service that basically no one in LA, unless you're seeing an ad and clicking on it, (laughs) knows I exist, you know? And that just blows my mind. Like, I know there's a huge opportunity there. And um, I think that, you know, it's sort of the, like been just lucky that, you know, I went down the e-commerce route first and didn't open a bakery. Um, And, you know, I've got some sales building in that model and now i'm like okay but i i know that for a baked item or like something like that that a physical location would just blow up like and so you know i mean what i do know too is like looking at COVID and how people are suffering um i need something that's like the rent is like so minimal (laughs) the space is tiny I don't want to build out a big bakery or anything like that. Um, I, you know, don't bite off as m- more than you can chew and sign some long-term lease or anything crazy like that. Um, so that's kind of like my goal for maybe 2021. No. What was the moment where you realized I got to start a company? Um, you know, we were on a, like a ski vacation with another family and, um, we were talking about how my friend Katie was like, you know, I have a friend that sells companies to QVC, like plugs their products into like QVC and she's looking for food products and um, the food space on QVC, like just crushes, you know? And I was like, wow, really? I was like, I have this cookie that I've been dying to do something with. And um, I had actually thought about this for a while, but I really wasn't, I was, scared you know and um and then just having her here to hear somebody else say that um like made me feel like you know uh, really high. i was like what kind of things are out there and she was like well handmade chocolates handmade things like that where people really specialize in doing special things they want different things you know mm-hmm. gifts for the holidays and stuff like that they just you know so i was like you know what i really i'm just gonna go home and just like start messing with it and think about it and like talk to people I know. And like, and I remember one day like posting on Facebook, like I'm starting a chocolate chip cookie business and people being like, what? (laughs) Um, Seriously. You know, like, cause I had always, I'd worked in like finance 
and commercial real estate. Like my background's not um, baking. And yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so, um, but I really, I really believe in it. You know, I love it. I still love it myself. So we got to do the coffee test. <laughs> do it. Doing the coffee test. <laughs> Last one. But I don't know. Do you dunk it in the coffee? No. I think I like well, like just they're not too sweet. Like sometimes they're like way too um, rich. Right. It's a good balance. I'll be eating them all. Mm. There's a lot of butter in our cookies, so that's oh. like it's real butter. We melt the butter. That's a point of difference. That like try to make everything very creamy. You know. Mm. Yeah. That's how the density. That's the key. Butter. Mm. You know, like, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, I mean, I'd have to say like, I have an uncle that was very savvy in business and he was like, you know, the no you have in your pocket, it's such a, like, it's, he was like, you know, whatever you feel scared to do or ask, you already know that, you know, the no is, is guaranteed, but you have to go get it. Go, go ask the question, go find out, you know, like. Or, you know, see if like, sometimes I'm scared to walk into somebody's bakery or something and say, Hey, how did, how's business? How are you making money? Are you making the rent? Like, how is it going? You know, can you tell me a little bit about your business? How's this landlord? Like, but you know, you really don't know until you ask and like, people are afraid, you know, like, and it's weird because I feel like, like I'm 42 and um sometimes i'm nervous you know i'm scared like i feel like a child sometimes (laughs) and i feel like sometimes like you know i look to him and i think god you know what he would have said just go get it at find out like you don't know like you know we're there's a guy down the street that we love his name is sunny this little guy who owns an ice cream shop called sunny's and he his wife hand makes all the ice cream and we go there like three times a week you know we love it and I sat there with him for like a couple of hours, just asking him like, how's business? How are you making the rent? Like, how is it? Like, how are you doing this? You know, and just to get people's like real take on things, they want to share their information. And I think a lot of times, like you're just afraid to ask, you know? Um, so I don't know. That's like one thing I think is like so important is just like, <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> um, I think success lies. In, what, what is it? The good questions that you ask? equal success or something like that. I believe like, it. you know, we are nowadays even more scared. I always look to like my grandma and like elders and they just have so much like guts and they're not yeah. afraid to just go out. I'm like, why are we all so scared? <laughs> like, where does that come from? But that can hold us back. For sure. So I love that. I do too. I was not expecting that. That was good. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, also too, I'll say like trusting yourself is so important because I've learned like the answers I already had them and I didn't trust myself. And I thought other people knew a lot more. And I was like, now I'm like kicking myself, you know, like, damn, I knew that all along, you know, and I just didn't, I, I'm, you know, again, it's fear. It's fear-based. It's like, you're scared that, you know, you just are not smart enough or you don't know enough or like somebody knows better. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's so simple. I mean, that's why to be honest, I really want to go back to like just a little tiny mini, like 300 square foot bakery. Cause I'm like, I don't need a lot, but I know when people taste it in real life, you know, in real life, like it would just, we'd crush. <laughs> yeah. So how do you overcome that, that fear? 
it's tough. I got to take a deep breath and just be like, you know, remind myself that not everybody, everybody started somewhere and they don't know, not everybody knows everything too. And I feel like when you're honest with people, they're more like, they're like, Hey, look, let me help you with this little thing that I know that like, if you didn't know it now you do, you know, um, if you're more like humble with people and you say, Hey, I don't know this like at all. Like, can you teach me something? Like, they'll help you. Like people are happy to like share their knowledge, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I literally know, knew nothing about any of this, you know, and I'm so, I'm learning every day. It's something else, you know, painfully in a way, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like you ever miss, you said you were like in finance, right? Do you ever miss that? No. No, 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 no. Is there, what ways is this different? I mean, it obviously is completely different, but I guess like what, what has like surprised you about the journey and what have you found more difficult than kind of your past career? You know, it's hard because I was growing up, I always wanted my own business. Like my dad, he sold um, paper products and like office supplies and he started his own business selling these type of things to people like um like medical offices or lawyers you know where you like pull out a file and you have like tabs on the file yeah my dad would literally like have people making those like that was like his job right so but i watched him struggle and um and just like really do like a like a tap dance for people and like here's what here's what it is here's what i got for you and like you know and always like trying to like get a new client or make it you know and i remember being like i just when i know that i have a like a product that i believe in i'm gonna start a business and it never really clicked for me you know i would think about it um and i would say like gosh i wonder how people who can sell like you know paper clips how do they like have a passion for that, you know, because I couldn't do something I wasn't passionate about. And um, as I got older and I graduated college and I got a degree in business finance and business administration with an emphasis in finance. And I thought to myself, like, I'm just going to have to like go take a job to make some money, you know? And so I went into finance. I was working for an aerospace company here in South Bay um, in Los Angeles. And I was like, you know, staring at the walls that would say like integrated strike strike warfare, you know? And yeah. And I would be like, I don't belong here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, how did I land here? Um, and to be honest, like when I graduated, it was 2002 and the job market was tough. And so I kind of had to take like the first thing that I could make some money. So, but I just, I don't know, like, as years went on, I was like, I, I just feel like a um, widget here myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, a cog and like, and a lot of people were thankful for having those kind of like good jobs with good benefits and all that stuff. But I just was like, I, I don't know if I can sit here and do this for the next 30 years, you know? Um, so it was, I don't know. Um, I feel really, really lucky that, Mrs. Chips is um, turning a profit and it's small. And I've been able to like in January, I mean, I didn't even mention that. I was like going to like shut the whole thing down. I was really, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was really like struggling. I was like, I'm not making any money. 
I'm like kind of just in more and more money, money in and like, is this happening? And my friend was like, I had a Christmas party and my friends were like all rallied. They were so cute. They were like, you got to keep it going. Like you're, you know, you're in Neiman Marcus, you have your own website. Like you have things that people love it. Like keep going. And I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. And um, then, you know, we just started squeaking it out. Like really, you know, I was like, I, I, I vow from this day forward to not put another dollar in and see how I can do it. And, um, and I have, I mean, we're cash flowing and um, this month we're like, we have exceeded any expectation I have ever had for me. So for, that's amazing. Yeah. What do you think changed between January and now? Um, just bringing it back really small, like cutting back on all our costs um, where I was spending money that I couldn't afford. And, uh, you know, just pretty much that, you know, I had to cut back and on things that I would like to spend more money on, but I can't like, so for example, all my sales come from Instagram and Facebook ads, as you know, and um, I had to like, you know, significantly reduce the budget because they just couldn't afford it. And just like little, like, you know, when I say slow turn, it was like people started reordering a lot more, um, like my reorder rate has gone almost to 20%. Wow. So, um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm really pumped on that. Actually, um, the recurring subscription has, you know, picked up that, um, that model is working and little things like that, like where it's like, it's just slowly, like incrementally, like growing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good for you to like recognize that, bring it back to like basics and, be humble enough to do that. Cause I think a lot of business owners, they kind of start getting big and they have all these elements and moving parts and they can't go back. Like no. it's kind of like there or done. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome that you were able to do that. So what's a piece of advice you'd give to anybody who maybe is struggling right now? They're at a point in their business where they're maybe bleeding some, they're losing some money. Um, yeah. They're afraid to scale back because they have this grand vision. Like what's your, what would you tell them if they, if you were able to sit down with them and just give them one piece of advice? I would say, you know, don't be afraid to pivot to like something, you know, that you were like thinking in your gut, like may not, Oh, this, I, I wanted to try this other route. Like I've had to go all the way, you know, try different types of, placements for the ads like Snapchat and Pinterest and, um, you know, different types of funnels and those didn't work. Um, so, you know, I mean, it was like, just be, be prepared to continually like pivot and keep trying other things until you find something that's going to like, you know, nail it for you. And I, you know, also just like really try and do every job yourself until you can afford, really afford to pay somebody because you know, we had a fulfillment service we were using, um, and it ended up just really biting us. Um, what I, it's so much cheaper for me to hire somebody and have one person fulfill all our orders. And then actually it's like one person to answer all the, um, the issues too. Um, fulfillment is something that's a little scary because you feel like, Oh boy, I don't want to be responsible for that. Um, 
Um, for e-commerce it's like you have to be on top of every order like oh what's happening if somebody didn't receive something or there's an issue but um you know it once i took that back in house i actually ended up having less problems and more money (laughs) awesome so it'd be more challenging but it actually reduced challenges so yeah, I um I found you know what's funny I, on Instagram I found there was an ad popped up for a service called Sendle, S E N D L E, which I recommend to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, especially for people who don't need their product to arrive like within two or three days, like my product. Um, it everything it's like so cheap. It's like my product is like five pounds. The box is like five pounds, and it ships two days USPS around the country for $7 and 55 cents. No way. Yes. Yes. And it's integrated with my Shopify store. What? You just drag in all your orders um, through sendle.com and then all your orders pop up and you create a shipping label. Seven 55 a shot for five pound box. Well, that's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> so inspiring. Like I'm actually really encouraged and inspired by you. This is awesome. I didn't know all these things. This is great. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, for taking yeah. the time to share it. I'm going to finish eating these cookies here. <laughs> I know before our kids come home and dig into them. <laughs> all right, um, well, Jessica, thank you so much. We're excited and we'd love to have you on again in the future when you have your brick and mortar store so we can talk about uh, it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Enjoy the cookies guys. <laughs>